Hello and welcome to Saints Live, the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Kenzie Benali. Well, the weather conditions may have died down here at St Mary's, but Southampton's form certainly hasn't, as the Saints rounded off a largely dominant display with a 2-0 win here against Everton. Now, here to discuss all the match reaction and analysis, we do have Dean Hammond and Paul Belverston. Now, Paul, we'll come to you first. How impressive was that win today? Such a good performance, a way to see off a potentially tricky uh, opponent. The first half was nothing to write home about. Both teams were uh, uh, a little bit struggling through that. But then Southampton have another gear they can kick into. They found that in the second half. They controlled the game. Everton didn't have a single shot on target in that game. I don't know which idiot beforehand said that it was unlikely Saints would keep a clean sheet. <laughs> when they can control a game like that then and not face a single shot, it's extraordinary. I think we've seen in recent weeks when Saints have gone up against teams with more expensive players, arguably better individual players, no one plays like a team like Southampton do. This is the, this is the difference at the moment. When they all work so hard for each other, perform as they do as different units like that, they're so good to watch, so good to, to, to enjoy watching and, and they're, they're, they're going to pick up a lot of points this season. Yeah, Dean, you're up here watching it with us. I bet you're itching to get back on the pitch there with that performance. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure about it. It's a bit quick now for me. Um, but no, I was jumping around. A brilliant game. Like Paul mentioned there, it's a fantastic performance. Clean sheet, which to be honest, we didn't expect. Um, we expected an entertaining game and it kind of caught life in the second half. Um, pretty even first half, but I thought in the second half, um, Southampton were excellent, full of energy, um, creative, full of ideas and a, a brilliant performance, two excellent goals. And it's really, really hard and it's really, really impressive to to put a performance in like that and get a result like that after beating uh, or performing so well against the so-called better teams and then to come back to St Mary's and back it up with a, a brilliant result and a brilliant performance is impressive. I think that's the development in the team and they're turning into a very, very good team and competitive against anyone in this league and like Paul said, there's, there's partnerships all over the team that were impressive today. I thought the even though Fraser Forster didn't have a shot of goal today uh, or a save to make, I thought the two centre-halves were excellent. The way they were really aggressive, tried to win the ball. Bednarek, I think that's the best I've seen him play. I thought he was really, really good. The two central midfielders, again, excellent, dominated the game. When they needed to be patient with the ball, they were very, very good. When they needed to create something and, and up the tempo, they controlled that. Uh, and the two centre-forwards and, and Stuart Armstrong were, were excellent. I mean, watching Stuart Armstrong in the second half is what you want to see. You know, him being... Um, creative on the front foot, loads of energy, and, and playing with a smile on his face, and he looks really fit again. You know, it's probably taken him a bit of time to get up to speed, but the last few weeks, I think he's been really important and really impressive. So, brilliant result, and it, like I say, backing up against Everton today. Um, yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season. I really am. Yeah. Oh, most definitely, certainly exciting times to come, and they really are excellent to watch at the moment. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. The sun has come out. The wind has died down a bit the rain has stopped we might even have a viable game of football this afternoon here at St Mary's Stadium Gordon gets it back onto his left foot Con with a low cross came off Romeo's arm then the shot first time from Van der Beek his arm was down by his side and the referee says play on Bednarik and Salisu are up it's drilled low to the near post oh somehow Pickford's kept it out will come out to Romeo shoot is the cry he whips it back in the header hits the top of the bar but the flag's up for offside anyway Gordon showed too much of it to Armstrong. Bit of a dive, sent back in, no. Dangerous to the back post and Everton have the lead, but the flag's up. Straight away the offside flag goes up. 
Romeo squares it to Adams, edge of the box, on again to Armstrong, he'll shoot low, and Stuart Armstrong has his first Premier League goal of the season. Drilled it low and given Southampton a precious lead in a tight game. Here comes the free kick from Ward Prowse towards the back post, it's dangerous, and a header goes over and out for a goal kick from a narrow angle. Southampton attacking, Walker Peters goes through Townsend like he's not there, and a shot from him again at the near post cleared low or saved low to his right by Pickford declines the shot leaves it for Liveramento to hang it to the back post header down and 2-0 and Shane Long has sealed the win for Southampton in the closing stages Everton need putting out their misery really and the referee Andy Madley does just that here at St Mary's Let's breeze past the first half, shall we? Not a lot to talk about there. Uh, let's fast forward to the 52nd minute when the first goal came. Uh, it was great pressing from Southampton, Belvers. It was, yeah. Andre, Andre Gomez had only come on at half-time, hadn't he? And uh, that, I think that's because they'd given Alan a, a, a torrid time in the first half and he'd picked up a yellow card. And they were right on Andre Gomez again. He, he lost the ball. And Dean was talking about how impressive Oriol Romeo was before the game. And again, he was involved in this goal just as he was um, the other day. He he put it across for Shea Adams, who showed great composure, could have had a shot himself. But there's Stuart Armstrong. The finish, though, I mean, what a finish against Coventry. This was a different but equally brilliant finish because he just picked out this near post little postage stamp area, <laughs> put it through there, and he beat the England goalkeeper. I think, uh, you know, tremendous goal. I said before the game about how the wide positions, those number 10s as Ralph calls them, that's perhaps an area where Saints need to improve a little bit. If they had three Stuart Armstrongs in the squad, there'd be no stopping them. He is a hugely impressive talent. Well, Dean, you were waxing lyrical about Stuart Armstrong mere moments ago. You must have been loving that. It was his first goal of the season as well. Just how good was the strike, obviously, for the accuracy on it? But then also, do you reckon Pickford should have done better? Potentially. I think goalkeepers will always be frustrated when they're beaten at the so-called near post. Um, and you'd expect Stuart Armstrong to go across the goal. Um, and I think he's, he's caught Pickford by surprise, but I'm not taking anything away from the finish. I think it's a fantastic finish. And if you really look at it and dissect it, he had a similar opportunity against Manchester United last week, and he went for power and blazed it over the bar and couldn't quite get it on target. So he's, he's probably learnt from that. Uh, really good composure, and he's picked his spot. It's not a fluke, you know, side foot finish, but real power and accuracy into that corner. And really pleased for him because... Uh, it's like Paul's just said, he's such an impressive player and he, he makes the difference. Southampton are a better team and a different team with him in the team when he's playing at his best like that. He, he, he had freedom of the pitch. Um, he was almost playing a pass ahead of everyone um, and he made numerous runs. There was a run at the end, I think about the 85th minute I looked at the clock, where he overlapped um, Shea Adams and Shea had a shot and, but that just shows the fitness and the willingness for him but no it was a brilliant finish and no I wouldn't be critical of Pickford there I'd just say it's a really really clever intelligent finish from a, a confident player at the moment well, Belvis, Shea Adams had a great chance. Uh, Elia Nusi had a shot. Carl Walker-Peters had a couple of chances. So did Armstrong. But, of course, that second goal came from Shane Long off the bench. <laughs> I mean, what a moment that was. St Mary's erupted. Extraordinary. It's two years, almost to the day, since his last Premier League goal. Of course, he scored the other day. Was it Swansea in the FA Cup? But, yeah, it was a 2-0 win back then against Villa. 2-0 win today the other goal in both games Stuart Armstrong so you know Shane Long he has a good script writer he, uh, he also pops up with these goals when there's discussions around maybe he'll get a new contract maybe he won't so again that all helps but what a header just after coming on I don't understand 
quite how he managed to beat three Everton players to the ball there. The ball was in the in the air for a long time. Great cross from Livramento, who was uh, wonderful on his uh, first start back in the team again, bombing up and down. But yeah, Shane Long coming off the bench. It was only about a minute that he'd been on the pitch. Lovely header, exactly what everyone's taught to do at a young age. Back across where it came from, bounced on the line, perfect. And then... He's the coolest man in the stadium after that, and <laughs> he? Just goes and uh, says hello to a few fans down there. Yeah, wonderful moment. And uh, again, what a player to have available to come off the bench. Yeah, Dean, as Paul's just said, it was a great cross, good leap, good header. I'm going to ask you again, <laughs> should, Pick, should Pickford have, have come for that? Should, should he have done better with this, this opportunity? You could say, because I know what you're trying to say, Steve, because it's, it's quite a long cross, quite a, the, the cross was hanging in the air. Um, but I think, like Paul said, there's enough defenders there. And I, I think sometimes when goalkeepers can come and get involved in the action when there's defenders there, allow them to deal with it. And I think Shay Long just wanted to get the ball more. He saw the opportunity. Um, the build-up to goal, I'm screaming at Stuart Armstrong to shoot. And I thought he was going to shoot, you know, after his goal. And he laid it wide. And, you know, Livramento, good again, like Paul mentioned on his return. Um, brilliant player. And it's a good cross into a good area. But... No, Shane Long is a fantastic header. To, to head that down and beat Pickford, England's number one, um, is impressive. And it's great to see for him. And players like that coming towards, I hate me saying it, but coming towards the end of your career are so valuable. You know, in the dressing room, to have that option to come off the bench, whether it's seeing a game out, like potentially would have been today coming on to 1-0, to get a vital goal. Um, and just to see the, the joy from the other players. It just shows what he still means to the squad. Uh, and experienced players are so important, but it's a brilliant header. But you look at Pickford, I, I was watching him in some stages in the game. He looks frustrated. He looks like a really frustrated figure. Um, whether he, he doesn't strike a ball properly from a goal kick, he gets frustrated with himself. He's kind of playing to the crowd. He takes his time over the things even when they're losing. And I think that kind of sums up Everton at the moment. It really, really does. But no, I'm, I'm not going to be critical of him in terms of coming for the cross. I think it's a, it's a good cross and a good header. And, you know, well-deserved for Southampton 2-0 win. Oh, it's a, a great moment, wasn't it? We certainly enjoyed that one and delighted for Shane. And that win sees us move on to 32 points, Belvers. What does that result do in the grand scheme of things moving forward? Well, straight away it puts to bed those little fears that Saints could maybe up their game against the big boys and then typically drop points against the teams that are struggling at the other end of the table. Straight away that's not uh, not the case now because they've they've done the job here today and the goal at the start of the season was top 10. Everyone was talking about top 10, which was which was sensible not getting too carried away. We've been here before when they've said, "Oh, you know, maybe we could be best of the rest all that sort of thing." You know, it's not that long ago that Saints were deep in a relegation battle. They know that they're beyond that now. They've moved up into another group of teams. And some fans are talking already about, oh, maybe there's a chance of seventh or something like that. It's always been consistent. Top 10, top 10, top 10 from inside that dressing room. And there's an hour five-point gap, I think it is, uh, between 10th and 11th. So that bodes very, very well. The run of fixtures coming up looks very winnable. It's, um, and if you're performing like that, you've got nothing to fear against any, any team, especially coming here. We said it beforehand, one defeat here at St Mary's all season. Suddenly, this is becoming a bit of a fortress again. For so long, it was a little bit too easy for teams coming to St Mary's. That's not the case now. City found that out, didn't they, uh, the last home game. So everything is moving in the right direction. Everyone in the important seats over there are thinking about small steps. 
some of the rest of us can get a bit carried away perhaps. Yeah, we love to see it. Now, Dean, we spoke before the game and you mentioned that Everton could be going into a bit of a relegation battle now. They lost today. Burnley got a win against Brighton, a big win. Also, Watford won against Villa and Newcastle shared a point with West Ham. So now those results have gone that way. Everton lose today. Do you think they're now fully sucked into this relegation scrap? I think they're definitely in it. Um, and I think they need to probably realise that. Um, obviously, they weren't expected to be in this situation. Um, and the difficulty is for, for the players, I think, probably for, for Frank as well, they're not used to this situation. You know, Frank Lampard's played for Chelsea most of his career and has been fighting for, for the title. That doesn't mean he can't do it, but he's not used to this situation. Um, the players have got to kind of understand where they're at. They're struggling. And, and the biggest thing is me and Paul were touching on before the show. Defensively, they look really poor. They look like they're going to concede, and that's tough because if you've not got a strong foundation um, for your team, um, it's really, really difficult. And they've got some threats. They've got some really, really good players, but they just to look a little bit lightweight, if I'm honest, in the, in the important position, centre-half, struggling. The two centre midfielders today got overrun. You know, the Southampton players were excellent, but they got overrun and they got out, uh, outwitted. Um, there, there just doesn't seem to be that desire within the team that if you go 1-0 down, how are we going to get back into this game? And, and that's difficult because you're going to have those setbacks and you need to respond. One thing that could potentially save them would be the home form and playing at, you know, the home fans. Can they, can they suck wins? Can they help them at home? And I think that would be really important for them. I think they're in this now. Uh, and the challenge is Burnley picking up points. Norwich are picking up points. I know they lost today, but, but a good performance in a, a Liverpool. Newcastle are a better team now. They've strengthened. There's some belief there. Eddie Howe's got some belief in that squad. They're playing better football. Watford have got a good manager now. And Roy Hodgson, who's been there and done it, and he knows what needs to be done. So... They're in trouble. They're in, they're, in, they're in the midst and they've got to find a solution to, to winning games. And that really is not easy when you're, when you're used to losing. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Very happy. It was a tough game. Uh, we had a, a, a tough start today against a very aggressive and energetic opponent. We knew that uh, they will jump uh, immediately. We had played first half against the wind. So it was harder to come out there and then... Uh, the longer the game was going, the more, I think, dominant we have been. And uh, also in the halftime, we spoke about the, the few situations where we can do it better. And in the end, you could feel that there was uh, quality uh, and we had a chance, I think, especially in the second half, to, to show that we have another gear. And, and, and they went very long, in, um, eye to eye, if you want. But then in the end, you could feel that we had more to give and we had another, another step to do. And, and this was good to see. You spoke about that half-time break. When the players came in, were you happy with what you'd seen up to that point or frustrated you didn't have the goal to show for it? No, not, not unhappy. I knew how difficult it would be today. Uh, uh, it's, it's fantastic also to see that the fans know, and meanwhile, that it's not always going that easy and they give us uh, super support, uh, a completely different atmosphere. Uh, we have this season here uh, because the guys showed a lot of very good games there. And yeah, they know that we, 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 we will work for this. We, they know that we will, we will um, try to, to create as quick as possible the goal, what we need here in such a game. And series was definitely the opener then. And, and then in the end, I think the last 20 minutes, we have been very strong. We can score more often, I think. Uh, but the longest goal decided than a, a tight game. 
Well, before we turn our focus to Norwich next week, uh, let's hear from the fans now and what you have to say after such a fantastic win there. Uh, plenty of very happy fans getting in touch indeed. Uh, Peter on YouTube has said they just couldn't cope with our energy and teamwork. Uh, Babak on Facebook has said Romeo is fantastic and some flame emojis as well. Uh, Les Ward, thanks for getting in touch. He says, well done, keep it up. Uh, Lawrence Martin, hello to you. He says, go on lads, great performance. I thought KWP played a blinder he certainly did uh, Jackie Chalk has also commented what a performance totally in control uh, some outstanding performances but the best performance was the team amazing uh, David Palmer's also got in touch thanks for this one brilliant lads marching on you lovely Saints Debbie Cardi says well done Saints you're doing great uh, Martin Nordle says up the mighty Saints and Sarah Gamble has left us this comment brilliant result again and a love heart oh, it's, a, it's a good time to be a Saints fan isn't it it, it really is Kinsey it really is well <laughs> let's um, draw our attention to the next game which is Norwich on Friday they gave Liverpool a bit of a scare today didn't they, they went 1-0 up although eventually losing 3-1 Paul what are your early thoughts ahead of that one they have improved in recent weeks under under Dean Smith I think they uh, they had an initial run of losses but the performance was performances were right up there and they perhaps deserved a bit better they are going to be a difficult team we know that they uh, they took three points off Saints earlier in the season but Friday night this place is going to be bouncing it's a fantastic atmosphere every time uh, we come here to St Mary's now to watch the team play. Again, there's not going to be any complacency out there. They'll give the uh, uh, Norwich all sorts of respect and, and just put in another professional performance, I think. There's not going to be any, there's no great need to, to change things around in the team. There's, there is still competition all over the park. There are great performances every week. So, you know, everyone is going to come back here on Friday, full of confidence, expecting another three points and whizzing up the table more. Yeah, Dean, we spoke in previous shows about Southampton having to get through a tough period against United, City, Spurs. They have done so and maybe things will be getting a bit easier now. Do you think there could be an upset on Friday or not? Well, there's never an easy game in the Premier League and, and Norwich are fighting for their lives. But I, I think the biggest test for Southampton now is, re is repeating their performances. You know, repeating the energy they put in, the repeating the desire the, the the noticeable thing for me is you know watching it is they're doing the basics brilliantly you know winning second balls getting to the ball first getting crosses into the box recovering well keeping their shape the disciplines there within the team yes they're really exciting to watch and we really enjoyed that today the chances they created so the challenge for them as a team it doesn't matter if they're playing Norwich or they're playing Liverpool is to repeat that and if they can they'll beat Norwich I've got no doubt about that but that, that is the challenge for them. And, and that will be difficult because Norwich will come here and, and make it hard for them. You know, they will set up. Would they take a point, point before the game? 100% they would because Southampton are one of the form teams at the moment. But I think with this team, like you say, Friday night under the lights with the place bouncing, start the game bright, start high energy. And like I say, the front two are frightening. No one want to play against them. So if they're playing well, Southampton will win the game. Well, Paul Dean, you certainly picked a good one to come to, didn't you? Uh, thank you ever so much for your company, as always. And thanks to, to you, the fans, for joining us. And in Paul's words, this place is going to be bouncing on Friday. And as always, we will be right here to bring you all the action. So make sure you join us live on Saints Live next Friday from 7.15. See you then. See you soon.